on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a trekking, <laughs> sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboys! This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. We have liftoffs. And wow. here's your host, the Look man who puts tight in Clash of the Titans, Derek McCaw! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I should even say, I'm not sure I understand that. When, how many of my beginnings start that way? Anyway, uh, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. It is Wednesday, November 11th, 2009. And, and to all our veterans out there. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you. It is. Uh, absolutely. Thanks, Dad. Okay, continue. Indeed. Thanks, Grandpa. Anyway, we are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Clinton Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. And uh, it's, uh, it's about a quarter to seven, so we were close. Uh, so come by some Wednesday at about 6.30. We would say we'll podcast at 6. We'll yeah, be ready did you see us. all those people that were waiting and we were just yeah, not Yeah, and we like, were just uh, not doing anything. anything. Then they left. Gone you know what I realized? I, I also forgot to mention, uh, you know, it is the 11th, which means yesterday was the 40th anniversary of... Sesame Street. Ding, Perhaps ding, we should acknowledge I saw that, that a little bit. Ding, ding, I saw that. Um, I listened to the Avenue Q soundtrack too. Oh, that's a good. That's a good celebration. How about you, Lon? Any special C Sesame is Street for memories? Cookie is what it's I. Good, did, it's good so. enough for you. All you right. know what? Uh, yesterday was the 40th anniversary of Sesame Street and the 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. And the ten-year anniversary, coincidence, which means, which means the Berlin Wall fell on the twentieth anniversary. anniversary. Of Sesame so Street. twenty years it after, it only took Big, Big Bird twenty years. Twenty to bring down years that wall. after the Germans learned to read, thanks to there Sesame Street. <laughs> I bet you didn't know that uh, Grover was a secret op. I yeah. did know that, mm. for I read Monster at the end of the book, and I understood all the subtext. Today's Sesame did Street. Did you know was that? To you by near and S- far. S. Yes, near and far was actually code. That uh, exactly. Sesame Street was using absolutely, absolutely near, <laughs> far, and that was when that was the code word, and then we would know when. Could to you go do in that again, please? No, that's okay. Oh, please, please! That was so good. No, yes, it was I good. Especially like the walking bit. There, there you go. go. <laughs> but anyway, I can see his little blue fur shaking as he goes down. The- <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Do you Thank you, pr- Germany. Do you have any particular Muppet impersonation <laughs> you would like to do now? I do the silent guy. <laughs> oh, Beaker. No, I don't know. So. <laughs> are those those aliens that were one kind of couple years ago? Yep, 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 yep. I remember right. those guys from when they were on the Carson show before Sesame Street. See, now this Carson? is Carson? Was that in Nevada? Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, probably Sesame Street had no real... Influence on you? No, I was more Electric Company. Yeah, you were Electric Company age, which they brought that back too. Yeah, uh, it's so, Spider Man in the Electric Company. Well, yeah, we watched that absolutely, but I can't remember. I did watch the first Sesame Street at the age forty of years ago. Forty years ago. Wow. wow, I do remember watching it, and the and the first Gordon because there was there were two. 
the first Gordon, I remember the first line was, hey, I'm Gordon, and this is Sesame Street. He got like, killed in the original Crisis on Infinite Sesame Street. No, it was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. So many Those continuity problems. came and sucked him up. Couldn't get Big Bird's origin straight, so they said, well, we'll wipe them all is out. Is Mr. Snuffleupagus real or imaginary? Exactly. And then Alan Moore came in and wrote, aren't they all imaginary? <laughs> they all, they all <laughs> that does. Alan Moore Snuffleupagus run was really good. It was, it was and very Alan wrote good. The, he did the 27th letter in the alphabet. Yeah. <laughs> and then we all folded in upon ourselves. Exactly. And here we are now podcasting. <laughs> <on> infinite <laughs> Sesame Street. I love it. Why did we not come up with these before the 40th anniversary <laughs> so we could actually have that up somewhere? <laughs> I smell a webcomic there I, somewhere. I do, too. Um, so if anybody just steals this idea before we can get just it up say there. thanks to Fanboy Thanks Fan to Fanboy Planet. Planet. It was me. Cardi Angelo, <laughs> if you steal this. Okay, anyway. Um, so look, we've got some. Go ahead and steal it, Cards. I just put it into, uh, it's it's an open uh, open source. All right. Public uh, domain. Public domain? Okay, the open, what's that? Yeah, the common uh, something. Creative agreement? Commons license. Creative Commons license. You can distribute it in whole and or derivative form. All righty. And if we're awesome. doing it. It's derivative. <laughs> it's totally derivative. <laughs> so, anyway, we've got some comics news. We've got some movies, new, movie news and some TV news. And the thing that covers all three, Comic-Con. Tell oh. us what you know, Lon. I know, you, we, I know we, we all know, know it. it but well, there's Lon some... This is, again, November 11th. Comic-Con is July 25th, 2010? Something like or that. Or 23rd? It's around that week. It's, again, I think somewhere near my... So that's like what seven eight months from now? Or? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's nine months. months. It's nine, nine months, months away. away. It's like a pregnancy. And we just got Comic Con news. Okay, yes. Not um, about like who Comic Con is pregnant. Not like who's going to be there. No, we don't. Not about always. We're going to be there. Well, yeah, we know that. So not come about on, check like, us out. You know, not like oh oh an extra expansion to the convention center. Not news like that. Oh no. The four-day passes for Comic-Con are already sold out. Yes. That's amazing. If you were planning I didn't even know they were on sale. Just a second. Just to cover this. So Comic-Con is a four-day event. Five-day if you're... Well, four and a half-day, really. Yeah. Yeah. So you can buy a four-day pass. Which which gets you that half-day. Which gets you into that half-day as well. And you get to go through the whole thing. Otherwise, you're buying single days, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. can't... There's no three-day or two-day pass. No. Um, so you can still buy the single days. Um, I think one of the single days is sold out too. Wow. I'm now, not, okay. Usually every year we get a little postcard that says, you know, uh, be prepared because Comic Con going well, here, on sale well, this week. Here's or what I here's what I've been told for you and I, uh, because I emailed them and did ask is we will since we have gone and covered Comic Con uh, for Fanboy Planet and more on life. Or more on Life and Family Planet, if you prefer, uh, for several years running together and separately, uh, that we are going to get a letter sometime in February or March allowing us to re-register and renew. Mm. Okay? Uh, so the press is still okay. And in fact, I got rather uh, a little bit of a snotty tone back <laughs> for my panic of going, you're already sold out and you're not even, you, know, you haven't even updated the press registration. So I just don't want to miss out. And Calm down, Derek. I, that's exactly what they didn't say. Um, but you know, <laughs> amateur. Uh, that you know, but it was okay. Uh, so we're okay, and they're just treating it. You know, we are now in a whole separate thing. It's not a, you know. No, but that's not really the point. The point is, 
the fans, the fans who make Comic Con. I'm going to agree with you. I, I the think people who have brought this thing to the level of where it is. I think it's absolutely. are now asked out because and and the theory. Do, can we talk about your theory of why it's sure? Talk about my theory. why and it's it, sold and out. And it's and it's not necessarily my theory. I attended uh, in July after Comic Con uh, a, a Los Angeles Comics Professionals dinner. Uh, arranged by David Seidman from uh, NBM Publishing. Uh, great guy. Uh, and he arranges this once a month. Those professionals that are in L.A. are welcome to join to come to a restaurant. And they talk about things that are going in. Um, and what and, did you find out? And, and one of the theories floated at this dinner was that, uh, I, well, I heard a lot of complaining from comics guys that, that they had had, that they were kind of, they felt a little shut out even uh, even when they were in sort of their comic section because people were so excited by all the other multimedia things. Sure, sure. That was a, that was a big complaint. Uh, you know, and, and I'd say there are pros and cons. Cause, uh, you Twilight know. ruined Comic-Con. Oh, pfft. Yeah, well. Let's not restart this let's, whole debate. Please, let's not get that one going. I was mocking. Uh, were you? It was hard was. to tell. That was very sincere. Well, let's get to the theory. The theory, the theory is, is that studios are the ones now buying up huge blocks of tickets because then – they and I, I know this because I have friends at Disney uh, that they say that they'll send out an email to everyone at Disney saying, "Hey, we've got the Comic Con tickets. Do you want passes?" Well, and it's kind of like and then not so fast. You can't go for four days, but you know, but you but they buy up the four day passes. Well, that's kind of what they were doing beforehand with all the hotel rooms. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's a, and yeah. that's a big problem. Studios with hotel rooms. would get yeah. in and they'd buy whole and they, floors. And but then did hotels open up for the Comic Con prices yet? Uh, that no. usually is until January April or February, or May, well, or, yeah, maybe March. Like March. Okay. I, I think they usually get WonderCon out of the way, and that's part of the problem too. Is they haven't even, you know, I don't think they've even announced a guest list for WonderCon. So because that they because Comic Con r- runs WonderCon and Ape as well, so they they usually get those out they of got the their way. Hands full until trying then. to take yeah. care of that, and then they do the hotels. But yeah, the hotels are going to be crazy. There's no doubt the hotels are going to be crazy. But it goes also to your your theory, your speculation that you said like after the last year's Comic Con that it's turning less and less into a fan thing and more and more into an expo, like you were saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and that's just kind of a bummer because. Uh, industry people that are going to go check this out, they don't have the fan intensity that, you know, the normal average Joe does. I mean, they're all no, jaded and, and in fact, you know, if who, I can make a book recommendation at this point, I just I just went back and reread Brian Michael Bendis' book for Oni Press called uh, Fortune and Glory. Have you ever read it? Mm-hmm. Heard of it. Back when he was still cartooning for himself. So it's it's pretty old work, but it was it was about his going to Hollywood the first time. And trying to sell Jinx and Goldfish before he'd even started really writing for Marvel, uh, and and then Torso, which is still I think David Fincher's trying to develop it now. So it's like you know now knowing the story is like a ten year ten years later he's none of those things have still have made it to film yet, um, and it was really clear the thing that's the story that keeps repeating over and over is how people come and go we love your work we love that graphic novel that was fantastic. What's it about again? <laughs> right. And and that kind of thing is it's a lot of people that are playing the phony game. And he says, you know, like getting development money. He lived off of development money for like three or four months because it's money because they pay you not because they necessarily intend to do anything with your work. They just don't want anyone else to. They don't want anyone else to. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's what I, I've, I've been given that recommendation, that advice, not a recommendation, saying no one wants to say no and no one wants to say yes. Right. 
And so everything just kind of goes in this weird, wacky, crazy. I mean, it came out this week. Will Smith and Steven Spielberg were going to remake the Korean film Old Boy. Uh huh. They lost backing. How can you? How can a studio development company not want to develop a Will Smith and Steven Spielberg combined project based on a cultish demographics are bad for Old Boy? That may be, but a revenge <laughs> fantasy. I mean. I know. I, I mean, you no, know, they, be watered no, down. You're assuming they know anything beyond the name. Yeah, and, and, and oh, you're right. See, I didn't even think of that. You know, despite yeah, I mean, because I know of the of the manga. Right. I know of the film. Right. Yeah, you're right. And they just don't like oxymorons. That's all it is. And maybe. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yes, they thought it was a British, an upper crust British film. Hey, oh, hey, oh boy. boy. Uh, so you know, yeah, it, it's it's not in the hands of the fans. And, I mean, we're going to be okay. Obviously, we'll go and we'll have fun and all that. And, and we'll report it all for you. And we'll you, report it all for you. The fans. But, but the problem is you aren't going to get to be there necessarily. And Unless people you are, got your passes in hand right now. Or you work for a studio or have a friend that works for a studio. And then or everybody's in the just game. just rush that door. No, no. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. Unless you're a Twilight fan because all those people bought them. Yeah. For whatever the next one is. Uh, well, those, well, did they even, like, though, announce that they were going? I didn't even know they were going on sale this um, soon. I mean, yeah, it wasn't, like, huge. It's just, I, you know, because I think actually when you leave Comic Con, they give you the form. You could, you can buy it there. At I've Comic-Con. heard that you could, you, and starting at the last day, you could buy for the next year. You could buy for the next year. And we just yeah. never do because obviously we, we go as press. Mm-hmm. The real cost is the hotel. But now I'm thinking, hey, if there's any listeners in San Diego who just want to put us up for five days, We'll podcast from your living room. We'll cook. What? <laughs> Actually, so, I like the hotels because they yeah. change our sheets. That, that's, and boy, do they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just like Tim knows. Yeah, Tim, Tim knows. knows what we're talking about. That's why he didn't that's come why back he, this year. That's, say. <laughs> that's why he's like, I'm not going this year, guys. Sorry. We'll get him back next year. <laughs> Tim's coming with us this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We promise we don't have a booth. We're not going to enslave you. Uh, so let's talk about comics. How we've ranted enough about this sad state of affairs with Comic Con, but it's still WonderCon. If you, and go to the regional cons. That's where all the, that's where all the comic creators are going. Support. Your we should regionals. try and do more at uh, WonderCon this year. We should. Do what I can. Yeah. We, we always say that every year, though. I know we were tired. Um, yeah, but I'm doing a play at the time, so oh, you know, I'll, be, I'll be coming back. You know, I'll go for the days and then I have to come back. So that's all right. Cyrano at City Lights. I'm not playing Cyrano. I know. I know, but it's for our listeners. Um, anyway, so the things that finally come out we, that we have talked about and talked about. Batman, Doc Savage, the first of the... Contain yourself, boys. The new world. The new world. Uh, the pulpy world. Brian Azzarello. Phil Noto art. Have I, have I raved enough? Phil Noto is the one artist right now that I will pick up anything by him just because Even I... Even his poo. What else has he done? A uh, beautiful killer from the defunct Wizard line. Okay. Uh, what Wizard didn't call their books Wizard. What was it? Black Bull Comics. Right. Uh, Black Bull. Yeah, comics. They did, like uh, Gate Crasher was one of their books. And Shot ro- Snot Rockets or something like that. No, or Shock, Shock Rockets. Rockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the beautiful killer was Jimmy Palmiotti and Phil Noto and. Uh, they teamed up for something else too, and I can't think of the uh, the New West. Uh, and he's done some stuff for DC, and he was doing some co- covers for Birds of Prey. He was, I think he was a former Disney animator, so he has kind of this just classic 50s, 60s at, uh, commercial art feel. Okay. Just, I, I seem to think he did like a 
couple Batman specials in the past. Or I something. think so. I think it's possible. Okay. So I, I just love I his artwork for the listener. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I just love. So his the art looks good. The art is great. Um, I'm not going to give a spoiler. Thing. I think the story overall was good. It was a logical. Uh, combination of the two, the reasons why they come together. Cliffhanger. Just what I flipped through. Um, Setting up that there will be a miniseries later on. We were wrong. This is a one-shot. This is a one-shot. And then there will be a miniseries that establishes the world in a larger way. This is just Doc Savage and Batman in Gotham City. Okay. The only thing that I'd say that you and I may have an issue with, an agreement, but we may have an issue with it, is that it is set modern day. Okay. <gasps> and so if you modernize Doc Savage, I get a little nervous. And yeah. there's a sketchbook in the back from sketches from Rags Morales and The Amazing Five. I'm not super keen on the sketches I see. But you know, thinking about it, I mean, if you go back to the, the original um, Tim Burton Batman, right? Uh, the, oh, yeah. Okay. Are, yeah, there was once upon a time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just I had to think of a different reality. Tim Burton and Batman, yes. Arguably... Arguably modern day, but with a with a deco look that yes. kind of set it back. Yeah, a little too. Well, I think by using Phil Noto on this, it sort of gives it that a little bit of a time of a timelessness. Rags Morales, however, feels to me like an artist of today. Okay, you know, does it actually say it's in modern day, or you just? Yeah, no, it says it's in modern day. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, there, there's a modern. Um, newscast. But is it like a there's modern... a modern newscast, and it's very clearly the the car designs, everything, clothing oh. is all. But they're going to have the Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, but the original Blackhawk is has it a... retired. It's like set. They oh. have been working since World War II, but it oh, is okay. now. But is it like Rick said? It's like a twisted kind of time reality. We'll see. We don't. Have a there's retro? not enough. There's not enough to know for sure. Okay. Mm. But it is a world that has had no superheroes, and so these pulp adventurers, other than the Blackhawks, are appearing for the first time. Uh huh. So okay, we'll see. You know, so no, it, it's interesting. I if just, Doc Savage turns out to be half cyborg, half man, that's when we stop collecting it, right? Probably. That's Deathlock Savage. Okay, just check. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Lock Savage. <laughs> Lock Savage. Deathlock Savage. Uh, so um, I, I'm going to give it a recommendation. The only thing bad side is it's four ninety nine. So they are they got more Ouch. money out of us for how many for pages? That. Uh, it was double size. Okay. Is that your pick of the week? That'd be my pick of the week. Pick of the week. For a one shot. That's pretty yeah, good. That's not too bad. And you get a pretty good sketchbook of all the characters as they're going to be re-envisioned for this next wave thing. Um, absolute Justice. Uh, so Justice, remember the series Justice that came out a couple years ago, Alex Ross? Mm-hmm. All which is basically Alex Ross's super friends. Yep. Uh, so finally, the Absolute Edition has come out and it's available today. Just kind of a recommendation. I, I enjoyed it. a little flat on that series. I thought the painting was amazing. The artwork it, uh, it's was Alex, great. Alex Ross, so yeah, yeah, the visuals are always great. And, and it was the book I, I said, this is the one I'm actually going to wait for an absolute edition, so now I've got to put my foot in my mouth because, of course, I have no money to afford an absolute edition, but still. Um, so you liked the story a lot? Uh, I, thought it was a, I thought it was interesting. In the suitable? Way, it was suitable in the way that those um, you know those big oversized books they'd had, Superman, Truth, right, right, Justice, right, right. Uh, Batman Crime, whatever oh, there were four. There was Wonder Woman War and there was a Shazam. Right. War on Crime. Yeah, that was it. Um, so, you know, like the story was a little light, but I thought that the Justice one actually worked better. And once I realized that he was doing Super Friends, uh-huh. then it, it was it, – that was interesting to me. The hook – you know, it's definitely out of continuity. It's not connected to any version except for Alex Ross's vision of how these superheroes should be. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so I think Jim Kruger did the script for him, and I, 
I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, okay. you know, I was never. I mean, I was of the age at that point that I couldn't be bothered with Super Friends, so and I understand I, that. I didn't and uh, you mean and the show? The show at all? Oh. Even when I was seven or eight, when that first came on, I mean, I, I could understand I, that my frustration. <laughs> it's pretty bad when you're seven. You're going, "This is juvenile." No, it wasn't that it was juvenile. It was like, but. But why aren't they the Justice League? Why are they the Super Friends? Right, exactly. And then when they called on Flash and or Plastic Man, it's like Plastic well, Man was on the Super Friends. Oh, He's yeah. in the second episode. Really? Yep. I don't remember that. Oh yes, he comes in as the Deus Ex Machina at the very end. Wait, wait. In the first half of Super Friends or the second when they redid it? Because no, the original with original Marvin Super and Wendy. With Marvin and Wendy. There was Plastic. They Man? have a computer. Wow. There's this computer that goes haywire, and they and through Superman's X-ray vision, he sees there's a mouse that had gnawed its way through. So they didn't want to hurt the mouse, but they didn't know how else to. They couldn't like, oh, I don't know, take the computer part. They didn't know Could how they else. They called Adam to go in there and write no, it out. So oh. no, so they called in Plastic Man. Only he. Could stretch in with a great stretching special effect, of course. Yes, sound and, effect. And then, you know, did they make him as silly and goofy back no, then? No, he, he, he really only had like one minute. He's he, basically a he plastic in, plumber. He reached in, pulled out the mouse, said, "Hey, you little fella," and that was it. Oh. And so I, just, I can't remember what their excuse for the Flash. And then I think Green Arrow was on Super Friends too once, but it was driving me nuts. It's like there are more superheroes, and then when they See finally that? did more superheroes, like, and it's too lame, you know. So yeah. that was my biggest problem because I always, I was, Flash was like my favorite. So anytime they tease the Flash, I'd be, oh, this episode's gonna be awesome, and I'd sit through Superman. You know, it was mostly Superman and Wonder Woman. You were the stars, and then. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, but still, I watched it. Well, I think week. what's interesting about Super Friends is they did. Somebody didn't understand that there was a difference between Earth One and Earth Two, which existed at that time. So they made uh, Alex Toth did all the character designs. So they had written a Flash, and he so he has character had character designs for Jay Garrick uh-huh. because no one understood. They didn't get it, you know. So I think that's a nod when in Brave and the Batman Brave and the Bold animated series, it's a stretch back that they yeah, use yeah. that they use Jay Th- Garrick. That there's any continuity at all in Saturday morning cartoons based on comic books. I mean, I know the, 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 hey, but one your can brain's going to explode if you, you know start what? going down that, that path. That's what kept me interested in comics. Well, and, you know, I'm going to say this. This is what like um, a couple weeks ago when I was talking about the Plastic Man DVD and Goodson, you know, jumped down my throat. What you got it for free? So you liked it? I didn't get to say no. I don't like the. Plastic you said you didn't like it. I, you know, you said all the reasons. But I'm going to tell you, every time I go home, that's the DVD my son's got right now oh, that he's dude, just he's working through those. that episode. And I remember you did too. But, but that's you're about a decade younger than I am. Sure. And you did not read Plastic Man as no, a kid. That was my first introduction so to so Plastic Man. Introduction to Plastic Man. I was saying exactly for kids, and it was fun. It was awesome, and it had jokes and it had lava uh, Hawaiian hula, guy. Hula. Yeah. yeah. And his girlfriend what was a girl Penny? Penny, 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 his girlfriend, and then, then Baby Plaz, Mrs. Plaz. Yeah. Well, my my introduction. Yeah, she got Plaz in the the uh, great uh, comic book heroes the book. Jules Absolutely, because he's edgy in that. I mean, he's, he's well, who wants an edgy plastic? Well, and man, that's though. where what's his, uh, Brian Michael Bendis says he wants now he, the one series now he's willing to write for DC is he wants to do a. An, an edgy plastic man yeah. crime story, but, and I think that's crazy. Except that it was that Ethan Van Skyver is the only artist I've ever read that said the same thing. That gets what Plastic Man is. Everyone remembers that that sh- that, that strip was funny, but they don't remember the one sane guy was always Plastic right, Man. Right. He wasn't a silly character. Does, he wasn't a silly character. The silly characters were around him. Right. And everybody since Jack Cole has reversed it, and every version since Jack Cole has failed. 
Yeah. Because... But, I, like, on the like, show, though, was he the crazy one or he was the sane one? Well, he's kind of a stand-up on comic on the cartoon. So that's what I yeah. kind of liked him as. Well, the other thing was, the next time I remember seeing was in Brave and the Bold, in the the one where it's Batman and question mark. Oh, you geez, find Bob it? Haney's version. I just had to, I want to do a feature, I'm just going to say it with you guys, is we're going to find like old Bob Haney scripts, and I think we need to dramatize pages. <laughs> because I just bought this showcase of Eclipso, which is all Bob Haney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was crazy. There's no logic to these no. stories. We need to. We need to have this black diamond. I hold. We, need, let, we yeah. I think we just go through Eclipso alone. This could be a funny running series. So anyway, go ahead. But in that, the, that ends with Plastic Man being exposed as being the hidden character in this, mm-hmm. and he's kind of pathetic. It's well, like he's, he's homeless. He's been a joke, and he's not. He doesn't really deserve it, and all that. They were giving him relevancy yeah. in the '60s. Yeah, exactly. After a really bad, like, although ten issues. 10 yeah, issues. but then what about that? What was it that Tom Kinney pilot they did? That was really good, right? And that was f- him being funny and silly. And, I'm you know. fine with that. It was. I, I'm, I'm saying. Like, so I sometimes li- they can get it right. But let me well, say, I like. I liked Kyle Baker's work on it, but it wasn't Jack Cole's Plastic Man. Yeah. Well, so I'm saying the only artist that I've ever read an interview with talking about Plastic Man because Ethan Van Skyver wants to do a Plastic Man series that gets. What the old because like Kyle, I, I mean I interviewed Kyle Baker about Plastic Man and he said it was like a Looney Tune, and I thought okay it's that's his take all right that'll yeah. work but that's the way they've always treated him but he was more like the spirit with powers you know yeah it was more like a I don't know like, I mean that's the in old the school. in the eighties John Byrne I think revamped him so the idea was that he that the acid he fell in was like actual LSD acid oh. and so he saw everything really weird. And they were tried that for a while that he was that he was seeing everything loony, so okay. and, and then you but know, he still had stretching powers yeah. too. And okay. then when he and then when they used him in Justice League JLA, um, you know he was kind of the joke comic relief. He was sort of comic relief, but then the ultimate thing was that because his brain was all ductile, he didn't think like anybody else. So he was the one guy immune to oh, he when, make the when, jump. Yeah, when Martian right. Manhunter went rogue, he was the one who could keep up with it because his brain was already jumping right. in a bunch of different directions. So, you know. Yeah. I just think that for the power he has, it, it doesn't make sense to make him edgy and not fun. You know what I mean? I well, no, think- no, his stories are fun. Yeah. Because he's surrounded by well, he's got woozy. You have to wings. have a good straight man to do a good. He is joke. a straight man with the powers, and then his sidekick woozy winks, who sometimes they remember was blessed by Mother Nature. Nothing can actually harm him. Right. He's so he's an he's just a big fat idiot, but he, and he thinks he's the bold one, you know. And then all the villains are just weird. They never repeat. That's the other amazing thing. Like for eight or nine years of 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 drawing this writing and drawing the strip himself, Jack Cole never repeated himself. Huh. You know, no villain comes back. They're all weird, but in all different ways. It's just, it's interesting. But they were all strange. Thank you, Nate Costa. Okay. Uh, let's move on. So we talked about, I'm still recommending Absolute Justice, which is where we started this. Yes. Um, haven't read this week, but just to, to, just to note, because I want to give Marvel some fair, do, fair, uh, fair deal here. Mark Wade is uh, writing a miniseries about Stephen Strange. We talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, how he had uh, given up the Sorcerer Supreme title, and now the title is just Strange. Yeah, it was all strange. And uh, and oddly, even though that sounds like that was just a sound clip that Rick was editing back in, that was just Lon saying it exactly the same <laughs> way again. And <laughs> um, it even sounded like you had clicked it in. Um, 
Yeah, do you it mean, might again. It might. <laughs> Let's see. But they were all strange. It's dealing with uh, Stephen Strange uh, having depowered himself and just trying to go through and back to that original thing where he's helping the individuals uh, on a case by case basis. So does he not have power anymore? No, because he does. He, he gave up the the being artifacts of, of yeah. the the his local levitation, Fugamargo. the eye of Fargo. Um, the wand of Watum, the yes, the uh, belt of Batusi. Thank you. That's uh, actually frighteningly enough. That's <laughs> what was coming to be next. Really? Oh, okay. I I'm scared. We're thinking like, <laughs> stop it. Get out of my head, Lon Lopez. So is that really I'll be an over artifact, here. though, or no? No. Right. Uh, that's what's so, scary. We both came up with the same face. So the song of but, Thanos. <laughs> but he he learned. How to do magic before he got any of those things? Right, exactly. So, that, now that would be a great series. Stephen Strange just turns into like Vegas magic. You know what I mean? Like just gives up and gets a couple white tigers and goes. You know, anyone, um, Mister Wade? We're offering that one for free <laughs> if that's where you're going to end. Uh, <laughs> He's like Strange. Uh, what that is is like that's what David Copperfield or what's the Lance Burton? Both those guys, you know, they think that that's their superheroes right. secretly, but they were all strange. Uh, or wasn't that that was actually the Bill Bixby series, The Magician? Was right. that on DVD? That was a great series. Yeah. Um, so I want to point that one out. It looks it looks kind of interesting. I think I might just pick that up. Um, and then one from Marvel that now I don't know how you guys feel about this because you bought. The Spider Woman stuff You're on iTunes. At me. I am. Yes, I bought one episode. I knew you'd answer. I think our I think our listeners can hold a ten seconds with that with there the suspense go. of who's Derek pointing at <laughs> um, when you answer, and yes. they know your dulcet tone. Of course. Uh, so you bought that crap, as you said. All the episodes of of Spider Woman: Agents of Sword are now available free on Hulu. What I had not realized after a lot of fanfare and a lot of buildup for Astonishing X-Men number one is they offered that on Hulu. So I took that opportunity last week to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd already seen the preview, and we were already expecting big things from this. But we all know the previews can lie. It didn't. Yeah. It was really amazing. How Do they have any, like, name voice actors on it? No, they don't. Mm-hmm. But not bad voice actors. I thought really, actually... Does the Wolverine talk like this? Yes, he did. Uh, so I thought the voices were all appropriate. I thought the animation was great. And and part of it is that J- John Cassidy's artwork is it's so... Astonishing. It is astonishing. It is cinematic. I would go so far as to call it hot. No, I, I was going to say, I, I know this about him, that you know he studied extensively like you know the film noir stuff. He's watched movies intensively. And, in fact, the next thing is that this is co-directed by... Neil Adams and John Cassidy, and John Cassidy's actually directed an episode of Dollhouse, which who knows if we'll ever see. Yeah. But uh, but he's and he wants to move into film direction. And when you see this and realize how he's been able to divide up his own, you know, his artwork was already somewhat cinematic, but to make it move, I mean, it's still not perfect. So, but it's such a cut above. So what this the, is this is one of the things where I was worried about because the artwork. The original artwork they're starting from is so good that you start cutting that stuff up and animating it doesn't look that much more awkward. No, it, it, I was worried about this too, but they've really Neil because Adams has given it a. There's a depth to it, and I, and what I really appreciated about this was detail. Not like okay, now again, I thought that 
to go back to, despite the fact that Neil Adams made this, this is the first motion comic, ignoring that Marvel had already had Spider-Woman. So last week they launched this with a big hoo-ha, Marvel Celebration Day. There's and a big Neil Adams, there? And Neil Adams was, on, was interviewed by CNN and USA Today and talking about how this is the first ever motion comic. And plenty have happened, including, of right. course, Catastrophic Comic Sparks, which I thought really, you know, that's what it should be. Okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, and of course, all the Marvel ones in the '60s. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, yeah, the Marvel ones in the '60s. But this, the attention to do, there's this, there's a shot in the Blackbird where they just they they have what was a static image of you know like Kitty looking nervous and there's something. The background moves, but Kitty's eyes like she and they track it like she's looking at something out the window and passing, and it's like yeah. a detail you didn't need to have, but they have it, and they and all the characters are doing that. There's always something that is. It's like they're real actors and they're not just yes. frozen until they have but a line. But see, then this, then this goes into the next question is, how does this differentiate from an actual animated series? It's not as smooth as an actual animated would because it's maintaining. But it feels like that's the next logical step. You want to throw another... I don't know how you know. I don't know what this costs. Is it keeping them. the same? It's keeping the same panel angle framing stuff, so yes. they're not panning through it or anything as you I, would in a well, they, comic. They would. They pan film. through it if they need to for a film across. It, it's making it filmic, but yes. not into, not right. around, not not tracking around something. No, 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 no. no I'm no, using no. hand gestures to show <laughs> what that means. Good. You, you definitely. Thank you. That okay. is good radio. And um, but uh, the other thing uh, from the preview that was astonishing <laughs> was. Where's the mouth yeah. actions? The the lip sync. No, absolutely. Stuff. That's absolutely. the first thing I look for: mouth action. I know. In a comic, and it's. I I gotta praise it. I mean, I. We've already read, as you said, you've read the first I've issue. Gifted. At least seven times. Okay, and you'll watch it again. You'll watch it this time. I yeah. mean, the thing is, again, what's why I don't like calling it a motion comic. There's nothing to read. So it's not like they're including the word balloons anymore. Right. This right, is totally. Then when you're watching it, then it's just an animation. Yeah, right? yeah. So we need a, we need another f- a term for it besides motion comic, a moco. I don't know. Um, moco. A moco. That means boogers in can Spanish. Get, does it? Can I get a How diet? Do you know a diet moco and a cheeseburger, please? <laughs> sure. Because you go, oh, little baby's got mocos. Oh, okay, oh. I, I don't know, but it, it, it's got to be some other term because I don't it's hold the cheeseburger now. Because it's not, you know, because there's nothing to read. But it's, but it was. Can I ask you a couple questions? You're going to. I will. That's my way of saying. Can Can I talk? Now? Do it. Um, no. Two of my favorite scenes. No. Okay. The. The scene where they're sitting on the Hawaiian Islands. Yes. And I can imagine clouds going by and stuff. Yes. Because Kitty does the line about, I've got cloud hair now. Yes. And then the the last scene where Scott's saying, we don't have to, we can't just be good. We've got to be astonishing. And yes. they're all walking out in their costumes. And it's, and it's thrilling. Yeah. And because they've got music. They've scored it. I mean, you got to watch this. Hulu's got it. Watch it. It's okay. free. Okay. Hulu's got it, and I want it. But the thing is, I'm going to say, if I were somebody who had spent the whatever it cost to download it from iTunes, it's a buck. Still, I'd be pissed. Okay. Because a week later, they put it on Hulu, Hulu for, for free. free. Next week, go. the second Hulu issue comes free. out, and then Hulu already said December first, they'll have it on Hulu. So I can wait because okay. I've already read the whole dang series. Yeah, I'm kind of there myself, and uh, you know, eventually it'll come out on a DVD. Yeah, but these, that's for the people who want to put it on their iPhones and like yeah, show it to all their I, cool I'm friends. I'm just not that hip. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the advantage of being not cool, right, guys? No, I'm actually suck. pretty cool. Oh. Uh, 
What else you got, Derek? That sweater says differently. Um, thank you, thank you, Mr. Drummond. <laughs> I felt like I felt like Sheldon for a moment. Danger that sweater vest. Uh, what else have I got? Dynamite's coming out with the RoboCop. Good lord, that's Dynamite. Oh, Dynamite Publishing, which of course <laughs> has done Lone Ranger and Zorro and Buck Rogers. Have you been keeping up with Buck Rogers? Have you cared? I quit. I stopped after the first issue. Actually, I thought it got better. Oh really? I, I it didn't couldn't li- have gotten much worse. I liked the zero issue. I didn't like the first issue, and then I just, but I thought I would give it another issue, and okay. it kept kind of going. I was like, oh, it's finally dry. It's a little slower pace than I'd like. Okay, but the art is fantastic. But didn't they show him like dying in the first issue? In the zero this is issue going to lead up to this. But as an old man, yeah, I thought that was a great way to start the series. Okay, after many years, our of heroes heroism, shouldn't die. They should live forever. Oh no, that's not how heroism is supposed to work. Long, it's just mm. American heroism. I've been going through that in theory. Uh, Sophoclean, tragic hero. Uh, yeah, never mind. Um, don't tell anyone. Superman, that. Batman, Flash. That's, that's it. That's the Green American Lantern, thing. They all die. And they all come back to life. <laughs> yeah, but Speaking that's... of that, hey, Blackest Night, look at the rings I got today, guys. Yeah, you've been flashing those things all Have day. I, is it, is, you've been wearing them pretty Liberace. They're quite colorful. I feel, I, and I'm going to put all my rings on, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to play piano. Yeah, I, I wish have, my brother George was here. I can't take them off. <laughs> I can't do anything with no. my hands. And I'm just going to go, yo. Um, <laughs> yeah, look at my let's bling. Let's go downtown and <laughs> you can go. go, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I have got the power to instill great fear and compassion. And avarice. Uh, and avarice. So what came out today? Last week was the yellow ring with right, the Doom, Doom Patrol, Patrol. Number four, which was probably the, the best issue of Doom Patrol ever of those four. I would have to agree with you. That actually started picking up for me. Yeah. It's like the whole reason that they revived Doom Patrol felt like for that issue. Yeah. You know, on all those, those previous three, like building up going, uh, oh, this is why all that's been happening. And so okay. this week, coming with... We get Booster Gold, number 26. And with that book, you get the what? Uh, I don't know which Either is the which. the purple or the gold. Or yeah, you, the, you get the, the indigo, I you think. Get in, it's supposed to be indigo. indigo. You either get the indigo or the or the average. And then uh, Rebels, which was the one book out of these I would, would not have bought on my right own. Right now, Lon is struggling trying to come over the indigo girls joke. No, I no, already he, did that he last one last week. week. Oh. Um, so the interesting thing about this, however, is that there have been misprints on the rings. So those are the ones that are actually selling really well. It's like you have an orange. Misprints on the rings? Yes. Yeah, so like orange death ring or something? Yeah. So you can have a black lantern ring that's orange or uh, – and apparently – so the yellow uh, – there was a whole range of yellows that came out with being the wrong one with the green lantern symbol right. coming with it. And so apparently – and it was already, already been listed. Any of them here? Should I go home and check my ring? You might want to check, but I don't. I don't think so. I think we would. I think I don't even all, know which ones correct. which, so I just use them yeah, for whatever. Yeah. So apparently, those are going for quite a bit on eBay. I hear that if you bring them all to Comic Con, you can use them as like prison money. So you know, just be like, "Hey, man, I want to get buy cigarettes." With you know, yeah. that's the question. That if if you were one of the three ordinary people who managed to get four day passes to Comic Con. It'll be interesting to see if this year, like the DC panels, if you're going to have a whole bunch of people walking around with all the rings going, woohoo! Can we get something? I'm Don't among my something? people. <laughs> I can do this now. Which is how I felt the first time I went to Comic Con. It's like, oh, I'm normal. They're not going to judge me. Oh, sure they are. Not like everybody else in my well, life. Well, now, like with all the studio people, you're, you know, it's gonna, they're going to be like, look at all these nerds. And they're going to go, what can we sell you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Ruined. Speaking of that, so let's move on to movies since you talked about studio people. Uh, so was it today uh, the kick new Kick-Ass trailer was released? No, it came out. The only. Don't, it's not the new. It's the oh, Kick-Ass trailer. officially. No, no, it had been out in oh, theaters, a- but this was the first one. 
This was the first one Lionsgate had approved and released to websites. Wait, on? there's been kick-ass trailers on theaters. Uh, well, somebody had somebody had pirated the YouTube, uh, pirated the one that was shown at Comic Con. It was put on YouTube, and I'd gotten a cease and desist. I we never run one. We got a cease and desist email from from Lionsgate about. Oh, it just went to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you know, about three weeks ago, saying if you have if you it. have the contraband kick-ass trailer up. Take it down now, or you will well, not be getting it. The stuff at Comic Con wasn't even a trailer; it was just footage put together. This was an actual trailer put so together. On, on with their, mi- on they, they launched on their MySpace page um, a, a high def trailer and released a new version of the of the movie poster. So we have both on Fanboy Planet right now. If you haven't seen it elsewhere, check it out now. We'll wait. Okay. okay. Uh, so you watched it, uh, Lon? Did you? Not? Well, I had already seen the. You, I was the only one here that seen the Comic Con footage. Yeah, right? you were the only one that went to Comic Con. So it's basically it's a rehash of the Comic Con. It's basically a quick edit of the Comic Con footage. Did they do um, all that stuff where they introduce the character and then they go to the stylized page of their face? No, that's all added for the trailer. Yeah. It's like a spl- It's almost like a paint splatter, right? You know that shows all the or different blood. with their name. Yeah, but it's not really red. It's kind of I like know. a weird white and green. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and it doesn't show nearly some of the stuff, you know, the good stuff they showed at Comic Con. But you know, they're trying to, you know, mass market it to I the, thought, you know, the I public. I thought the characters, the characters look good, and I thought the costumes look good too. Yeah, costume looks. I mean, the one thing that impressed me the most from the actual footage was, uh, I thought Nicolas Cage really worked. I thought the main lead really worked. I think the little girl actually really worked. So casting, I don't think it will be an issue. Um, costume design looks great. I don't think that'll be an issue. Um, I honestly, you know, it's one of those where Kick-Ass was kind of hit and miss with me, but movie looks entertaining. I'll go see it. So. Okay. Which does remind me, speaking of Nicolas Cage and costuming and so forth, I wanted to mention uh, a little blip on the news. We'll skip away from the movie for just a second. Is that uh, Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, announced their Peter Parker this week. Wait a minute. This is the musical? The musical. The one that's being scored by Bono? And yes. The and one that Bono. ran out of money and wasn't going to happen after and all? And it is going to happen in February. It's going to open <laughs> in February. There's American Express cardholders can buy tickets now. And, uh, really? and the guy playing Peter Parker is the lead singer of a band called Carney, and his, and which is his last name. It's an eponymous, eponymous band name. So, so it's like C A R N E or something. C A R N E Y. Are they opening off Broadway? No, it's opening on Broadway okay. in late February. Okay. So because they've been doing a lot of San Francisco pre-opening stuff, like yeah. Wicked, unfortunately, Wicked no, opening. they're not doing an out of town triad for this one. Damn. So uh, Evan Rachel Wood will be Mary Jane. Alan Cumming will be the Green Goblin, and that should be we kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, so just wanted to mention that. And the other thing, there's a Spider-Man Four uh, now confirmed. That one of the villains for Spider-Man Four will be the Black Cat. Had that been confirmed? I thought that was just and a rumor. It was confirmed today that oh, that is, okay. and they've confirmed that they've screen tested, though not cast, Rachel McAdams as Felicia Hardy. Hmm. And hmm. I really like that thought. Let me just say it out there. I Rachel McAdams really is like the that one thought. from Good the Notebook. Type. She was in the Notebook okay. and the Time Traveler's Wife. Soon to be uh, in Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Isn't she a little old for Black Cat? Uh, well, let's consider how old Tobey Maguire is now. I don't even know how old. He's a, he's timeless to me. He's ageless. Well, he's, he's Rick's age. Oh, okay. Whoa, and, really? Uh, yeah. Why don't they get Jessica Tandy then or something? Because well, she's dead. Oh. 
Never mind. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, Lon. What? <laughs> I'll match you up with somebody <laughs> soon, too. <laughs> very, very what? soon. What? Uh, perhaps Ethel Barrymore for Lon. Uh, <laughs> so. Or John. <laughs> no. I like the thought. Go on. Um, yes. So I want to mention that. And then so. Uh, so also you saw the cl- Clash of the Titans uh, trailer, which I believe their tagline is, Titans will clash. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This summer. Oh, now, that I was a hard say, day's work I wanna for somebody. Say, I want to say that last night, Mr. Lopez and I, via I am, he's been off on assignment working on this. Can we can we name your, your project? Of course, yes. A film, Crackpot Comics, which... Uh, film slash web series. Fl- film slash web series, uh, Crackpot Comics, which had shot some here and... Uh, in with a support full, full disclosure, with full disclosure, it stars comics both games. of us. Uh, well, yeah, we're supporting roles. It's yeah, really okay. starting. The in my mind, I'm the star. The brilliant, to- I know, Tony DeCordy. Mm-hmm. Um and and Nate Costa and Nate Costa. Well, you know, I think it's Tony's movie, really. Sure, he but is. But they're so, the stars. So Lon and I are, you know, we agonized for at least ten minutes on taglines <laughs> for for the Crackpot Comics poster. And then and to you realize came up with Titans will, will crash. crash. <laughs> we did say Titans will Titans will clash. It was weird. Uh, no, we went. F- I think we came up with fight on. But we had you know these guys have got issues. Uh, you know, oh, uh, nice. some, you know some bad puns. And Lons is like, you got a million of them, which I thought was being derisive, but he wasn't. He was being you know. It's, it's, I was impressed actually. It was yeah. amazing. I kept coming up with all these different things. I don't remember. What, we should have saved them all. But but the fact that you know somebody got is you're just saying somebody got paid money to come up with the tagline. Yeah. Titans, Titans will clash, clash for Clash of the Titans. Exactly. That just pisses me off. How do we get in on that kind of money? And you know, he didn't just make money. He made he stupid made, money. Yeah. He made stupid money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There is stupid money to be in entertainment. That's why everybody and wants to go there. somebody went up to him and went, that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, and so said, how- thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. And, and, and then <laughs> I the only and one then who saw this? Yeah, you're the only one who watched it. You didn't it. watch it? Um, no, I haven't you know, by the time I tried, whichever website I first saw the thing on it, and I clicked on it, and YouTube had already pulled it down for. Well, it's on uh, Yahoo. I mean, yeah, but it would have been linked to on the site that I was at. Had linked to it from YouTube, mm. and so it was a copy. It was a terms of service violation. So either way, uh, the biggest like buzz about it is everybody's talking the, about the cheesy metal music they put on it because. They basically, it's like your typical, because I guess it's directed by Louis Leterrier. Who directed The Incredible Hulk. Right. And, uh, which was watchable. And sure. the Transporter films. Sure, but his whole style is that quick, fast cut, action-y, rock, you know, metal. That's what Crackpot Comics needs. We do. But um, we need a French director. <laughs> but um, Or a director who will French. Right. But, <laughs> ooh. Um... No, but uh, it looks overall. I mean, it looks already. You, Rick's pondering. It's kind of one of those when you think. No, no. Do I have to? When you think Clash of the Titans, what do you think? Um, I think movie that I only read the novel of. I've never, never actually seen. Uh, I, think, I think Harry Hamlin. Okay, but let's Bubo just the owl. Yeah, but let's Burgess not even Meredith. let's not even think of the old one. I'm just saying, Clash of the Titans. Uh, mythology, mythological football. story. Yeah, I was gonna say. Right now, everybody thinks everybody thinks football. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because well, re- remember the Titans, and there actually is a Tennessee Titans well, I mean, team. The so. thing is, Clash of the Titans is such a cliche name now because yeah. it's used in pretty much every sporting well, say, thing you can think of. This yeah, is a Clash of Titans. So, but I mean, it's not just two guys going to hit each other, it's a Clash of Titans. But I mean, pretty much, Sam Worthington looks great. 
Uh, looks like it's got cool effects. It's got a giant scorpion. Uh, it's got <laughs> that I'm in. Medusa. Hey, Wild Wild West had a giant scorpion too. It was a spider. Oh, what was it's it? Different. It was a tarantula. It was yes. a tarantula. But you know, so uh, it's one of those where you're kind of like, if you like the first one or if you like movies like that. I don't think it's going to disappoint. Well, we're all going to go see that, except yeah. for my mother. She's well, they used not to come the, out with those all the time. And she's going to be all bad. Why do you like and, that stuff? You know, there were. Were they? You know, the thing is, we now we look back at it. Was it really all the time? There were. I and mean, there was a time where it was like every two years. It was one of these. There was what? sword and sandals movies. Well, it, it that's Hollywood though. Anytime there's one movie, they there have was, to do Conan a whole was bunch. mixed in with that. Which bunch is I'm going to say. Which I'm going to say now. Sergeant Rock is following a trend. They just announced that they, once again, Joel Silver is moving forward with the Sergeant Rock adaptation, which as you which noted has, off the we air. We should cover Sergeant Rock, for those who don't know, is a DC. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. Let okay. me get there. I'm sorry. I'm say this is a film adaptation that's been off and on for several years. For those who do not know, Sergeant Rock is a classic. Is it Our Army at War? Because it started off in one of those, and then yeah, became it, it became Sergeant Rock, GI Combat, or whatever. Um, and 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 DC has revived several times recently in Wednesday. And comics. the biggest thing about the old ones, they always talked about Arnold Schwarzenegger being cast as Sergeant Rock. Which Bruce, Will, Bruce Willis was up for incredibly it. Incredibly strange. Too. Well, yeah, but it was one of those yeah. where we well, I can remember of, that he was going to be of German origin. So right. We were kind of like, how do you have the Sergeant Rock, the like great American hero? And he's just total. I'm an American yeah. hero. Frank Rock. <laughs> Quick, guys. I'm Frank Rock. Ice cream soldier. Come Get my down. way. <laughs> Get down over here. I don't, oh, I don't like those Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Kill all the Nazis. <laughs> Why do they talk so funny? <laughs> <laughs> and all the Nazis are sitting there with British accents. Yeah, right. but there's <laughs> an irony. Uh, and well, it was in Wednesday Comics with, uh, was it uh, Andy and Adam drew it with Joe writing it? And then there was yeah. recently a miniseries. Uh, Did Joe, Joe Kubert, Kubert create it? Uh, no, Rock? but he was the artist. Uh, he's the most known for most known for it. He was a miniseries. It was really pretty good. Yeah, and then there was, was a graphic the novel. About, it was a, uh, had a religious tie-in. Yeah, I can't remember what the name was. The Gift or the, yeah, yeah, that was it. And there's uh, and there's a uh, I want to say not David Mack. Uh, David Mack's Kabuki. The guy that did. Sh- no, maybe it is David Mack. Did uh, a, gra- a graphic novel with. Um, with uh, Joe Kubert as well. So they've had a couple really high profile in the last right. few years. He's just a war hero. So among fans, though, they've done some really nice projects in the last couple of years, and now they've decided that, you know, hey, Sergeant Rock is the time. Again, we need Sergeant Rock. Wait, before the, you go the there, just real fi- fast I'm gonna question. I'm going to go there, yeah. Was Nick Fury based off Sergeant Rock? Uh, no. Howling Commandos and the Easy Company? They're kind of concurrent. Okay. I think, well, Sergeant Rock, I think Sergeant Rock came before. Right. right. I think Rock That's started, what I mean based on. Was he based off of Sergeant Rock? Rock. Well, yeah, we're trying to compete. With I a- think no matter what Stanley says, many of the of the classic Marvel characters were direct responses, right, to, to what Marvel DC. had done. Because it was just a mark. I mean, because it was a Fantastic thing. Four, as it originally was done, was a challenge to the unknown, basically. Uh, and even that, you know, even their jumpsuits are the same because people forget Kirby actually started the right. challenge of the unknown. Right. Um, Spider Man was a direct response to the opposite of being Superman. We understand that. Um, and, uh, and, and Doom Patrol and the X Men are X Men, uh, Doom Patrol comes first, and so they respond to X, which is ironic because they were trying to do something. DC was trying to create characters that would be like more what Marvel, Marvel did. Yeah. So then Marvel did the more popular versions. Um, well, it's just that's you know, so they did Nick Fury, yeah, Sergeant Fury, yeah. It's, so it's logical. Sergeant Fury come before Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sergeant because Fury, because, because Nick Fury, Agent of Shield was in response to people writing in and saying, 
Well, he didn't die in World War II, did he? So if you got Captain America running around, what's Nick Fury doing now? Well, Captain America was special because he got frozen. Right, but it was only 20 years later. You have to remember that. But you, you have to remember at the same time they said that Reed Richards and, and Ben Grimm had both been, had in, World been in World War II. Yeah, so what is that? If you've got Ben Grimm and, and Reed Richards running around for, as World War right. II heroes, well, what happened to Nick Fury? Right. So that's how they get Agent Shield because okay. then they used it to capitalize on the Bond craze. So... Here's what we're going to tell you about Sergeant Rock. So, uh, you, as you brought up, as Lon brought up, you know, the worst thought was Arnold Schwarzenegger's Rock. Bruce Willis been talking about it. Uh, they're not even talking about a star right now. But what they're talking about now is what's really hot in movies. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to take a combination of things. <laughs> Glee. No, yes, <laughs> Sergeant Rock is a musical. Yes, you figured that. Oh my God, it's too bad we put that out in the air because now it's going to happen. Killing the Nazis. Nazis. Killing the Nazis. Shoot, Here shoot. comes a Panzer. Okay. Uh, and you said you didn't want to do musical episodes. Because we already do. What they've discovered, uh, or what Hollywood now believes, is that World War II movies Pass don't it. really do well. Oh, my God. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Well, that was a while ago, Long. Oh, that was sorry. yesterday's news. And Glorious Bastards apparently didn't Pearl make Harbor. as much as they thought. Uh, oh, and then there's the Tom Cruise. The Valkyrie. Uh, Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Nazis. They don't yeah. do well. Yeah. People don't respond to Nazis the way they used to, Rick. So here's what we're going to do. Okay. You know what's really hot right now? Zombies. <laughs> Vampires. With that Not zombies. What's really hot? What are the kids, what kind of movies are the kids going to? What's that one, that 3D? Twilight. That 3D IMAX one that's coming out from Avatar? that guy that made the team. Yeah. Aliens? What's that about alien? Oh, that'd be fabulous. Let's have Sergeant Rock fight aliens. In, in the War- future. <gasps> World War II. No one responds to World War II, Lon. Wow. Wow. So it's basically wow. So let me piss you off twice here. Oh, I'm pissed about that guy that got paid to go to Titans Will Clash. <laughs> yes. Someone got paid to go, let's put Sergeant Rock in the future against aliens. Wow. Which is Tommy Tomorrow, by the way. Hello, Hollywood. Tommy Tomorrow was a valid DC character in the future at least when fighting they, aliens. At least when they took Turok and messed with him, he was still fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> But isn't aren't they, were, they maybe they're alien Nazis? Oh, with this John, wouldn't the John Carter from Mars thing though? Isn't that going to be coming soon too? And it's well, that, oh well, Pixar's doing that, so that's hot. Man well, in the though, future, man out no, of time. I know John Carter well, no, Mars is actually set in the past. Yeah. Oh, but uh, he fights aliens. Well, he's, well, he's on Mars. That's in the original story. He's yeah. now. What if Mars. they did this though? What if they started Rock <laughs> in okay, the past, me. and then he gets he got, jumped into a time vortex? Oh my God! Could that still work, Lon? Why are we not writing movies? Because Titans will claw. Because there's <laughs> well, a whole series. God, I can't come up with that. Titans I don't, will clod. I don't have there, that. Titans that will gene. clot. Yes. Titans will clot. Bane books has about a half dozen series based on that. Yeah. You know, speaking of aliens versus weird things, did you hear that rumor about Peter Berg's battleship? Did you read that? Yes. About how it was supposed the, to be based on the game. The board game? The board game battleship. But well, then, is it really, can you call it a board game? I've had that question. Because it's not really a board. Battleship is a board game, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but the rumor is that he had a, a his the possible sneaker plot or whatever is that it's going to be a fleet of vessels fighting... Aliens. aliens. See, aliens is the answer now to everything. Well, you know what I think it is? What is it? You can't... Okay, Let, let's break it down to brass tacks. Break it down, Lon. Be Everybody wants a movie that is PG-13. Yes. Now, to do an action movie where you're fight, having fighting and gunfire and if everything you're else... killing... 
If you kill aliens, it's not that big a deal, and you can still get a PG-13 rating. Well, now I'm surprised that Cobra in G.I. Joe wasn't those snake aliens that you complained about. That They were true. mindless zombie robot oh, things. Oh, true. That's, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's true. So that's why the violence is, is cartoonized or something, you know, to where they can get away with making these action movies where they're killing things, but the violence isn't graphic they're and killing, real. They're killing things that are not human. Right. Kind of where, like, you can kill z- zombies and vampires or whatever, and it's not that big a deal. So you tell know, me why any alien race would want to make contact with us right now. Right. They, they intercept all Oh, my God, they're going to kill us. They are hostile to our people. <laughs> they don't kill Nazis. They kill aliens. <laughs> That's why we have to give them Lilo and Stitch instead. Oh, yeah, I've never seen that movie. This is just, You've never seen Lilo and Stitch? It's great. Just clips. I haven't seen it either. It's great. Okay. So does Lilo kill Stitch or Stitch kill Lilo? No. But Stitch is, is created to be a world destroyer. Hmm. But he's vulnerable to water, which is my favorite part when he crashes on, <laughs> crashes on the island, steals a big wheel and tries to get off the island, and then it's like rides all the way around and realizes he's completely surrounded by water and just the cry of frustration when he realizes, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> it's, like, it's great. Ah. And then Sergeant Rock blows <laughs> his head off. Thanks for that little... If Michelle were here, it would be frightening. He would try to do the voice, but he's okay. not... Uh. All right, what else we got? What we're done with we these got? aliens. That's, that's what I'm done with movies. I mean, I hope I've ruined your night That is there. so depressing. Because, I mean... To go back to the beginning of it. The only thing that would hurt me worse about that would be as if they cast Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right, all right. 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 Let's kill us some aliens. (laughs) The the, the thing about it is, I would watch that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Matthew McConaughey is Sergeant Rock. I would so be into that. I would just like to say, Warner... And especially you, Diane, if you'd like to If you'd like to have the, lawn. If you'd like to hire the Fanboy Planet team as a creative backup in case Jeff Johns and Grant Morrison crap out on you. But I mean we has, are here. has McConaughey done the big action flick yet? Because I think he's ready for one. He's he's stuck in these rom coms. He was in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, but not as an action hero. And don't I don't count Sahara because nobody watched that. So. Yeah, but it, it was. That was his shot and it failed. But yeah, so he needs a bigger shot. army film, not no. these get out of the rom coms, Maddie. Come on. Oh, um uh, the dragon one. Um Oh, Reign of Fire. Rain I thought he fire. was great in that. He's all come here, dragon. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna withhold all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> it would only extend this conversation. <laughs> Let's um let's television. Talk, let's talk about some TV. V. v. Speaking of aliens v. that we want to kill, v. 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 I took some of that V. Episode two was wait, on wait, last that's night. That's different, though. I know. That's like True Blood reference right there. Okay. I was mixing reference. I was yeah. kind of mixing it up. And with the wrong accent because you should have a Louisiana so one. Okay. That was yes, that's right. <laughs> like that. V had some V. Um. So uh, had me some V last round night. table here. Talk to me about episode two. What did you think? Did you see it? I did. did I did watch it? it. Yes, I did. Uh, I still like it. Yeah. However, <laughs> it's a, that that was that was a premise built with a butt at the end. I just feel like for smart people, they're doing stupid things. Who, and who I do hate- you think is smart? Uh, well, <laughs> the, who in that do you think is smart? Well, no, I'm just saying that proposed there's, smart people. Well, there's. And then they're... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, the FBI agent's supposed to be smart, but she's not doing anything smartly. No. So I'm just... I don't know. You're no. a priest? You just swore. I was like, that's great dialogue. Really? <laughs> Never met a Jesuit, have you? <laughs> the most foul-mouthed people I've ever met have been Jesuit priests. Uh, 
I feel like watching this V is like reading Ultimate X-Men. But you didn't like Ultimate X-Men. Uh, right. Well, the reason I didn't like Ultimate X-Men was because, because you'd kind of done it before. You'd done it before, only now there were changes for the sake of, oh, you think this is the way we're going to do it. Where, there haven't been any of those. No, it's here, been exactly no, the same know, thing. No, it hasn't. They just accelerated No, it, it hasn't. It okay. hasn't been. No, it, here's not the differences. In the original V, uh-huh. the priest was the one who was trying to assimilate and got killed. There are two priests. I know, and I, I and I'm betting that old priest. I am betting is, too. Is a, is, a, is, a, is a lizard. Oh, you betcha. And, and that would be, that would explain a lot. But about, see, that's what that I would like. explain a lot about Pope Benedict. But that's so, what I like about this new series is like that I'm whole in, who can you trust? Thing. I'm enjoying it to a degree. One because I think Marina Baccarin is doing a subtler performance than Jane Badler ever did. I thought that too up until the point where she did that whole thing about the kimono. No, I thought that was that was pretty good. I didn't like that. I, no, I thought that was that was a very. You have a lot to learn about about mankind. I right. Thought, I thought, oh yeah, that's the moment where a lot of people are going. No, we're not that way. Wear the kimono. Wear the kimono. <laughs> you know. So I mean, I think she. I thought it was okay. dead on. I thought okay. that was right. Okay. Um, and the, the idea that was, I'm going to give credit to. I think it was Marv Wolfman in um, Night Force. Remember that series from DC? Yes. When he revived it, I know Lon's shaking his head now, but I'm going to say the idea. One of the plots they had was that the Night Force was about a, a group of people would gather in this mansion, and the guy, the Baron, who Baron Winters, who was in it, couldn't leave the was mansion. It Jack Kirby, wasn't it? No, no, it was a, it was just uh, Gene Colan and, and uh, Marv Wolfman. Oh, you're right, you're right, right. And they and they came, and they brought it back. And one of the plots when they brought it back was that. They had to. Uh, they w- went back in time to stop this alien invasion, and one of the things was what the aliens were doing was convi- was breeding aggression out of us, so that when they really came and did their final invasion, we, we wouldn't be, be able to fight back. So what they were doing was assassinating key people in history that were. And what I think is going on with these V's now is. Is that they are? Um, they're trying to encourage passivity by constantly asking, you know, peace always. And the kid got gets kicked out, of, or you know, he's up for review or whatever for the peace ambassadors because he threw a punch right in a scene right out of Witness. Um, you know that uh, that they're that they're trying to discourage humanity from fighting, so they can just easily take over. Here's here's where I'm still. But this whole and I and I also ahead. like yeah, to say that the alien, that the under that the undercover alien, the is undercover not, brother is the, not is not the, is not brain damaged like Robert Englund's character was because <laughs> they said like because in that one it was like the only lizard who would come to our side was, was the childlike perhaps um, too much oxygen in the incubator <laughs> yeah one you know so to, to say that they've been here for a long I like that twist I I I've got to say it's interesting I want to see the ideas they want to develop. I also like the – oh, wait. Did you have a thing well, you are going to go? The, in the long term, the question is going to be why are they really here. Right. And that's what and I want to see and, with And their- the big problem with that is they have such amazing technology already. Just I mean, they, got, they have ships that are hovering above our, our it's cities. It's food supply. With, you want to see her eat no, the rat, don't you? No, no, no. Oh. I, I actually just recently is rewatched – Is that a euphemism? I, I recently rewatched the Jane Badler uh, eating the rat scene and it wasn't as good as I remembered. Um, Nothing ever is. It is, mm. but they've got all the technology. They, and so, if it's food supply, whatever it is, 
they don't need to convert. So they better be writing something into this where they need us to be mentally active but on their side in a self-destructive way. Uh, what about just, just slaves? If it's just they want our water or they want us as food or whatever, then that's, they could just attack us they and could take, just us, take out. us. You know, well, it's like deer hunting. Perhaps if we have the adrenaline of fear, uh, we don't taste as taste good. Taste as good. So they use the yellow ring. No, get rid of it. You don't want the adrenaline. Okay. So I, I here's the things I like. Surprise! I'm surprised that I even do is. I like the arc, the Matt, what's his name? Uh, Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. I know, I like that. I do. I liked how he was this kind of snooty, arrogant, kind of, you know, self loving newsman who got duped and he finally found, you know, he finally found. Well, it's hard to say finally if it's only been two episodes, but you know. No, but I mean, like, they're. You can assume that he's been that way for a while. Established his character as this just total egotistical guy. He was a D-bag. He gets duped and finally finds his journalistic integrity. And starts to change, and I like that as a character. If I could say turn. that's how you know it's fiction, because a journalist actually found his <laughs> journalistic integrity. Well, actually, I think it's beyond journalism integrity. I think he's he's realizing that there's something dangerous going on here. Right, but that's kind of one of the but things. But he's going to play it, and I think it, he's, he seems to be very heroic. Uh-oh, these Vs are on to us. But, I mean, there are weaknesses where you see like all the technology they have. They're trying to get diplomatic ties established so they right. can walk freely. And yet they've built centers on U.S. soil. Yeah. So that's a lot. Unless those are floating. They things. must have. Yeah, they are hovering two inches above the ground. Uh, that may be. Um, but with all the te- their technology, you have that little probe. And, 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 and it, it is just bad writing that the only reason that the probe is a heat it only looks in the infrared is so that they have an excuse so that they don't, don't know, know who, who it was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. you know, and I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? They have got city-sized LCD screens. <laughs> <All right. laughs> they you, can't make you a can't probe have that two can lenses see on it, one for heat and one <laughs> for real vision. It's like, it's like, who's a genius? Oh, thanks, Dad. I mean, for God's sake, the Kryptonians have that built into their bodies. You know? <laughs> So yeah, there's certain parts like that, and I, I I don't know, and then just the whole, well, what are we gonna do? How do we, you know, like don't trust anyone? That was the kind of stupid thing I didn't like because it was like, you know, the obvious, the first thing is, well, what do we do? How do we get? And it's like, why not we try to expose them? You know what I mean? Well, like the game I'm playing now is. <coughs> what minor actors from Canada on the Sci-Fi Channel series? Oh yeah, are well, getting their upgrades to main main. Well, they brought here. in that Indian chick from Battlestar Galactica. Yes, she who, was also on Sanctuary. Oh, okay, but so, yeah. but um, like known for she, being she's hot. But like known for being, is she a Cylon? Isn't she a Cylon? So is yeah. she a lizard? Is she a lizard? Isn't she? You know, I, like, if she's a lizard, I don't care. Go ahead, lick me, baby. That's ah, all I'm gonna say. it's going to turn out they're all lizards. We're lizards. Well, they're lizards. Everybody's. A oh lizard. well, what I uh, yeah. what I think. Is that I? Yeah, and I'm checking it. I, I'm like, I'm feeling. Is there a theory based on if they're gaunt? Like the old priest to me is not the young priest is like is beefy, vibrant, yeah, is beefy, and the old priest is thin. And so I'm thinking, is but there, her partner was beefy? I mean, he was no, he Alan was Tudyk, No, he's got a thin, thin face. and pale. No, he's, he's beefed face. up quite a bit since he was on. Well, since he's since he, yeah, well, since, since Dollhouse, but yeah. um, you know. And now that's the sad thing about Alan Tudyk, who is a great actor of range and ability. And now, like, you put Alan Tudyk on a show, it's like, well, he's going to be a turncoat. <laughs> because he's the only actor here capable of actually playing a dual personality. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I want him to get a nice guy role again. Um, uh, there are aspects to like about it. Yeah. Thing, like I said, I mean... 
brought from this a, to From you. a sci-fi standpoint, And I want to thank ABC just... for allowing me to relive a 25-year-old trauma. So You're of, welcome. Of being mocked by my parents, by my father 25 years ago for watching the first V, and by my mother last night for watching the second. There you, you just go. can't so, win. I know, I can't. You, you should stop watching sci-fi. 20 years later, you finally re- built yourself all the way up, and you're right back where you started. Hey, well, she paid for the therapy, and now she's going to have to pay for it again. <laughs> there you go. So, What else do we got, Derek? Uh, hey, Superhero Squad. Hey. Is that how it goes? I don't know. I don't know. Power up or hero up. Hero up, everybody. Iron Man, the most, um, yeah. I did watch one episode of Sexually this. inoffensive voice that Tony Stark could ever have. <laughs> hey, guys, hero up. I'm a total hound. Uh, <laughs> so, well, Black Widow's here. She's making me feel funny in my shell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something really bad. But anyways. <laughs> oh, why stop now? No. So we finally watched. We finally cut up for a show, which is popular Talk about a now, shellhead. Which is popular enough now. <laughs> they started on Saturday mornings, and they've gotten enough attention. They're they're moving into like their Friday night primetime slot. Really? With Clone Wars and uh, really? Brave and wow. the Bold. Yeah. Love it. announced it this week, so. Can they do that with Brave and the Bold and a Marvel and a DC on yes, the lineup? Yes, they can because they're Cartoon Network. Because you know who the, who owns them? <laughs> Warner. Oh. So <laughs> they can do whatever they need to do. Um, so I love what do you it. say now? You've I watched, love it. You've watched a few I've episodes. I've seen three, two and a half episodes. I've watched two. You've seen two and a half. And Rick's watched one. I watched one all the Which way Which one through. did you see? Dear Lord, I can't remember. Was the one with the MODOK and the thing in its, his brain? No. Was it the one with Thanos? No. Was it the one with the Black Widow? I don't think so. Oh, there's a fourth one I haven't... No, there, there, there are many episodes. There's been yeah. six or seven. I have a oh, pile really? of episodes I haven't watched. Um, what? What? Oh, there's it was 12? the one about the little girl with the with the uh, tiara that made her do anything she wanted to do. Wow, I missed that one. Wow, it the is, Tim yeah. Watson story? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was her name Fifi? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, she had, this, she had this tiara that made her super strong, and she hulked out and stuff, but she was still this was little, like... Was she Thundera or seven, Yeah, so that was the problem I had with the fractal wood. Modoc could, could, could power people down, and Hulk... Became, Howard Depp just became skinny thin. Hulk. <laughs> I'm like, just become Bruce Banner. Just yeah. become, every kid knows that. No, you can't go to their secret identities. No, you can't because none of yeah, yeah, they never show any of them out of their secret identities. And then at one point, he's so thin that like his underwear drops. They go, oh, don't get us censored. Don't right, get right, us right, censored right. Hulk. Nice. Um, Breaking that fourth wall. I, but I'm okay with that because I think what it, I, my 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 gut reaction to the show when I first heard about it was, it's not going to be for us. No, but if I was five. I'd be eating that stuff up, which my son is. But the truth of the matter is... There are in-jokes for the adults. Sure. Here's the thing. I share w- the one. Share the one that you well, made. I'm going to share that one after, but the first, the thing I wanted to say about it is, A, the one thing I like about it is it's it's a kiddie version of the heroes, but it's also actu- an ac- accurate portrayal of all their different powers, um, all their different that kind of true. attitudes. Like Thor is, you know... And the weird thing I, I like, too, is... They've kind of broken down like the team dynamic to like, okay, we have a mission. We need our elemental. We need our <laughs> brute strength. We need our tech guy. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's really kind of fun. And it, it, it kind of got me to the sense of... Uh, <coughs> what I can't figure out is how old they're all supposed to be. I think they're just normal, but it's But just, they act like kids. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they've got Dr. Doom. And that's why I guess, that's why I think it's fun. If I was five, it feels like a bunch of kids playing Marvel superheroes. Kind sure. of, yeah. But it's, Especially among the villains, because Dr. Doom is just like, I've got my evil plan. But it's like. Well, it's such an obvious tie into the game. Well, yeah, but I, but I, but I think the animated yeah. series. But it also has all those. Like, for example, did you see the one with Pace Pot Pete in it? 
No, I didn't. Oh, it's hilarious because they're sitting there like, I'm Modoc, I'm Abomination, I'm Pacepot Pete, and they all start laughing at him. And he's like, stop that. Well, that's like, what used to happen. That's where he changed to the Trapster. They even did that on the show. He's like, well, fine, I will change it to the Trapster. And they're like, sorry, Pete, not going to work. <laughs> you know? It was hilarious. It's, still, it's, it's pretty yeah. funny. It's cute. I mean, there was a good joke in the one I watched where it was the power tiara the little kid yeah. had, and Luke Cage was there, and they were saying, Luke It's a tiara Cage. just awesome. like yours. And he's like, Not a tiara. <laughs> How many times have we had that discussion That's here? That's awesome. So. But the best one, the one I saw was uh, they had, uh, I guess they were, the crime was down or nobody was doing anything, so all the heroes were taking time off, taking vacation time. And so they show uh, Captain America, and he's on the phone, and he's like, uh yes, Brubaker, I'll be. I'll, he's yes, Brubaker, I'll go to the Shiloh reenactment. Don't worry, I'll be there. It's a civil war. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they threw that joke into a kids show. Well, because I mean, what kids gonna know? That I know, and it was brilliant. Well, so. I'm gonna say, well, you know, like I, we were watching it. We were watching it over dinner, and I said, and I had my back turned. When with the Black Widow episode, and and again, I just love these shows that allow me to have this kind of conversation with my son. I'm going, wait a minute. So that's not really Black Widow, is it? Because I'm catching that it's been mm-hmm. that she's changed it a couple of forms. I said, so who is it? And he goes, it's that blue lady with the skull on her on her ah. headband. And I was like, thank you, Marvel, for having my child know this deep to have you know Mystique. You to explain Mystique, who Mystique even is. Can't remember the name. Yeah, you know. You know uh, I'm cool. Oh. They had Screaming Mimi and then um, Songbird. You mean Songbird, yeah. Did she turn to no, Songbird? No, no, Screaming Mimi and Songbird know, are different characters. Oh, they are? Oh, they are? Yeah. Not in the book. Are they the same? Yeah. yeah. Screaming oh, Mimi turns to Songbird. She, tra- oh. she changed to Songbird when she became a Thunderbolt. Well, then the explanation is they go, she was always their undercover agent. and she takes off the Screaming Mimi costume and she's already Songbird and she goes, aha. Yeah. Oh, I didn't and see has that. the same power. So, okay. Spoiler alert. No, oh, okay. dear. Um, so we just got word, by the way, that um, Dollhouse has been canceled. Well, we've heard that from one undercover from Shop investigator. Boy. We've heard it from Shopboy, who was who's on assignment, at, who was under the kitchen. And the sink audience is crying real tears. At uh, I hope it, I hope that we get to see the John Cassidy directed episode that we referenced earlier. I'm sure they'll finish off whatever. They I have would to think do. they would because they don't have anything else to put on. I yeah. mean, and this is the thing when you go back to V. Here's the big problem. So they had a huge ratings. Spike with V last week. We'll uh-huh. assume that they'll have another one this week. People watch. There's only four episodes. Two yeah. more to go. Because then they're going to retool it. But this thing is, is they're going to stop until like March. Right. They literally Who's do gonna not come have back more. in March. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So because they thought oh. people like I, I know certain of my sci-fi friends, or whatever. They're like, they're all like, oh, it's Tuesday nights, V night. Oh, we're going to sit down and watch our V. And you yeah. know, well, in two more weeks, they're going to be they're going to have nothing. Well, you have to I, watch the Dancing with the Stars update show. <laughs> Please, God, no. Mm-hmm. No. And he, which what, which lizard are you going to off? Or they could read do? a book. Or, you know what, they could give Jimmy Kimmel an 8 o'clock slot. <laughs> right, but ABC has money, not like NBC. Oh, so, oh yeah. okay, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so. Next? Uh, next. Um, here we go, magic mailbox time. Oh, you're going to make it, make it do sound. Make it you do need sound. to have like little harp music right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Magic mailbox. No, 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 not that sound, this sound. What sound the, the is that? The creaky sound when you when you put it up next to the mic. Oh, it's not doing it. Don't bend my back. The lunchbox sound. The lunchbox sound. <laughs> the Justice League the complete series came out yesterday on DVD. So they've all been in, been released in individual seasons, but this is one heck of a 
There you there go. go. That's oh, not even looking for. Sound. Release a beautiful tin box. The tin box collection. Two sets. The there actual series called Justice League, and then Justice League Unlimited. I just love the art. Anything that I can pull this out and go, ha again, saying to my son, who's that boy? Who's that? <laughs> You're doing super, Do fla- you want super flash cards. I am. Son. This is Dr. Fate. It's like, who, by the way, is going to be one of the Justice Society members on Smallville. Okay, cool. Dr. Fate, Hawkman, and Hopefully Stargirl. they'll do the mask, and they won't just have it be some teen heartthrob. Yeah. No, they won't. No, they won't. Uh, Red Tornado's on this box. Hollywood's Adam. full of teen heartthrobs to cast. So. And anyway, so, but why should you get this over the individual seasons if you've already got the individual seasons? Oh, tell me. Oh, bonus 15th disc, exclusive, with the all-new retrospective Unlimited Reserve, exploring the depths of the DC Universe. So a whole new doc, at least an hour-long documentary on the development of the series in the hindsight. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I've been too busy just going, it's so pretty. Um, so I'm going to put, definitely be putting this on the uh, – and I, I, I thought it's very well handled. What I, need, what I want to check it up against, and I haven't done this, is to see if they're into if their documentation on this – Smells funny. Why are you smelling the discs? I always smell Smell like the that. glove. Smell the glove. Smell it. Um, is, smell the, the, is the documentation, I hope, is better than the original season seasons often had things like episodes misnamed and and bad art you know on the interior so I got to look through it and see uh, if this is done a little more lovingly than than but the it's original. all right there it's in the all right palm there. of your hands are these discs represented as art themes that were in the different seasons so like this one season one and then you go to this kind of like silhouette for season two no, no. I don't think so because they just kind of stayed with that for all the season two discs. Uh, so I, I don't know. Interesting. I don't. It's know. so that you can tell them apart. Yeah. yeah. So Cause, I mean, because I can't read. Uh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, so I, this is going to be cool. And they're doing this and not doing it with Batman yet. So I'm saying they're probably saving that for next Christmas. But 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 at the end of the month will be su- the complete Superman the animated series, which was a three season uh, work, which I loved that series as well. So this is. That's very nice. Putting this on the Christmas gift guide, man. If there you, you know a geek, this is a, who has not the retail on that? Do we know? Suggested retail. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm going to guess about 65. I would say like 80. Bucks. I would be guessing 65 to 70. Probably at Fry's you get it that low. Yeah. 80 is probably what the retail price is, but I'm sure you can get it lower at certain places. Mm, yeah. sure I'm low. So, I, you know, we'll run a piece a little later. Uh, another thing that might go on the Christmas gift guide to call it kind of a little sponsorship thing, not TV wise, but back to comics. We we mentioned Gene Colan uh, earlier talking. Hammer, what series we were talking about that it created? We were oh, about oh Night, Night Force. Night Force. But he's also you know the seminal artist on Daredevil and uh, Howard the Duck, of course. Uh, and great, great again cinematic penciler. Dracula. Dracula. Tomb of Dracula. Yeah. Uh, so Marvel's going to be releasing a book in February. Too late for. Uh, Christmas gift guide, but you might want to put in a rain check uh, called the—I uh, believe it's called the Essential Gene Colon. So a celebration of his art for Marvel. Uh, but I want to say, and uh, that is actually there will be a special signed edition from Ardwolf Publishing, uh, and with uh, edited by Clifford Math, who has contributed occasionally. Uh, been I've a friend actually of had some Planet. Clifford Math. Yes. That was oh, really good. oh man, you know oh, I've tweaked for days. Yet another person that I have met through Fanboy Planet that when I introduce you at a party <laughs> is going to want to deck you. Thank you, Lon. Let's add it to the list. The difference between him and Rob uh, Rob Worley is he might actually deck you. What? So because I love Rob Worley. He's friend, no, no, I, I Cliff Math. 
because uh, he's friends with Harlan Ellison. There's insanity going on. No, um, nice. so um, I just said I had it. God. Anyway, uh, so no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. Clifford, I know. Uh, anyway, uh, so he's doing this. So Ardwolf Publishing, A A R D W O L F Publishing. dot com. Ardwolf. Like Ard, Ard, like, yeah, kind of like half Ardvark, half Wolf. Uh, publishing uh, is going to be selling special uh, limited editions of it, hardbound and uh, and signed and numbered by Gene Coleman himself. So is it just like? Sketches and art. I, I believe so. I haven't gone. I haven't gone through or short stories. Or uh, there, there are articles. There will be historical articles okay. and are there uh, art wolficals. And the thing is, <laughs> okay. the, the Gene Colan gets uh, more of the money from the art wolf publishing one than he will oh, through the Marvel. Good. And the thing is, Gene Colan, of course, has been in and out of uh, at, you know doctors and hospitals the last couple of years. Uh, his health is is not that great. It's not necessarily failing, but he is an elderly man. A giant uh, uh, in the art, the comics art world, and in co- and in comics history. And in this case, uh, as in many others, we should, as an industry, as fans of the industry, support those uh, kind of take care of these need. guys because they especially built it. when you to buy something really cool for ourselves and help them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, just want to end with that little pitch. Wait, that I want to add. Can I add one thing to the Christmas wish list? Does yeah. it have to do with Art Wolf? No, it's okay. the H one N one vaccine. Um, please, someone buy it for me. Thank you. No, you don't fit. You are not a pregnant woman. No. You are not a healthcare worker. Swine you do food. not. You do not work for Goldman Sachs. I'm done, and I'm not a Guantanamo prisoner. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Oh well, that can be arranged. We, yeah. What? We can treat you like Zoinks. one. Aren't you on day release? <laughs> We're going to take you to the back room. Anyway. Uh, so anyway. And waterboard me. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Just do it while you're playing Rage Against we're gonna, the Machine we're and Pearl Jam. We're okay. going to sprite board you. We have some sprite oh, back there. Much water. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Make you feel I like feel you're like drowning I'm in the taste of Lyman. There you go. Uh, so, I want to obey my thirst. And by the way, Lyman's a new guy we've hired here. Oh. Uh, so, we're, we're getting sloppy. I think it's time okay, to wrap so this say, up. I, if you've got any questions, comments. Oh, by the way, if you still, I think we said I was open until next week for the Hatterem uh, contest. So if you'd like to write in and say you would like a copy of Hatter M, Mad with Wonder from yeah. Frank Bedor. You have competition now. You but, have competition, yeah, absolutely. But you are still got a good chance. Our email box is still open. So questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Uh, and uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet. Lon Lopez, Hatter M. Thanks for that enthusiasm, Lon. Mm-hmm. You really ought to read it sometime. You'd and like it. No, you wouldn't. What is reading? I've... And I'm Rick Brett Snyder, <laughs> wishing you all a happy... Hol- no. What? <laughs> Reminding you to <laughs> use your powers only for good. Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> you're not saying anything. <laughs> and thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.
my choices for you were angry lawn and happy lawn. You don't have angry any sexy. There, I couldn't find a sexy lawn photo. There, there isn't a sexy lawn. Okay, photo. and if you found That's a photo true. of lawn you found sexy, I'd be rather disturbed. Okay, fine. It's just weird because when it starts with Rick walking out all, and it's like. I know. I haven't watched the whole thing. I need to tonight, but I had to, you know. Well, I assembled it, and I didn't think about the fact that I put myself in the center. I really should have put Derek in the center. No, it had nothing to do with that. It's just, I don't want to see. Well, yeah. I just don't want to see my friends. No. What you were doing there, that was called Freudian and passive-aggressive. And I work among women, so I totally understand that. My my take on that is your analysis of that is Freudian and (laughs) passive-aggressive. No, I already said, yeah, I should have been in the center. That was very aggressive. Yeah. yeah you totally agreed with me. <sighs> Absolutely. Hey, are you, you hearing, set it up. Are you hearing that popping? Um, or is that just me? Wait. I was hearing, you know, it's been going on for a little while. I think it may just be my headphones. It may be. Uh, so I'm going to put Batman Doc Savage since it's finally out. And I'll just put it for you just to get overall. Uh, Absolute Justice. Come up to the table, Lon. Came so out. Can... I'm going to tinkle first. And okay. then, and then, um, take the mic with you. you I love recordings effect. of that. Mark Wade's "Strange," not Doctor Strange, but Strange. Strange. What happens to Stephen Strange when he's no longer Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, right. But so they Mark were Wade's all writing that. Strange. No. Oh, Still, Dynamite. actually, my favorite line in that whole thing. Dynamite's and then there's going to be S Strange. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Dynamite and Robocop. Dynamite and Robocop. I'm actually Robocop. Yeah. I'm familiar with that movie. Who's in this one? No, no, no. Dynamite Publishing. Oh, they're going to do a, a Robocop comic. Yeah. comic? I was going to talk about The Astonishing X-Men number one on Hulu, which uh-huh. you can also get all of the Spider-Woman um, motion comics on Hulu. What the hell's that? By the way, in a frightening development, <clears throat> a local jazz keyboardist has... Uh, Volunteered to come in and set up, and if we want to take Charnel's challenge of trying to do a musical po- uh, episode of the podcast. Holy crap, really? Yeah. How do I get out of the box, baby? Oh, you do? That actually makes sense. Yeah. Musical. Well, I can sing. <laughs> Ever since that Yelp review? Yeah. No, but, I tried my damnedest on that guy. Was there a Yelp review? You didn't see my one-star one star Yelp review from a couple months ago? No. Yeah, I managed to get a one-star Yelp review with the guy. What'd you do? What'd you do? Uh, the guy came in and told or asked me what comics are going to be valuable in 20 years, and I told him I don't know. <laughs> but you should have said this one, yeah. and I've got a lot of them. You should have said Greatest American Hero and gave him all the copies. Yes. Yes! You could sell them to him at twice cover because it's really rare. And you could have given me the, you know, difference. Credit. Then I would have actually gotten paid. Test. And then this one. No, that's three. This is all these customers here. Tim's yelling fucking douchebag. Yes. Yes, of course. No wonder it was a one-star review. Exactly. I'm going to give... I'm what was your Yelp review rating again? Yeah, our store's is a five, thank you. What was yours? I, my personal one was a one. <laughs> oh, so the store was a five, but Tim was a one. Tim was a one. Yep. Fantastic. Mm. With pictures. What's uh, what's the Fanboy Planet podcast Yelp review? Have we had one? I don't know. I don't think we have. Why don't you go ahead and as Bick Rich Schneider. Yeah, I'll just get Bick out there. Bick Rich Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny. Keep talking, Derek. You still sound a little Do tinty. Do I sound a little tinny or tinty? Uh, I don't know tinty. what you mean by tinty. Because that's your color. mid was way oh, up. Right. Tinny. Now tinny. try it. 
No, that I can do. I feel, I, I feel that you I'm You sound warm. like you've got testosterone in your system. I do have a little testosterone in my go. system. Thank you. Just a little. Though. Just, only a little. little. I'm only allowed a certain amount a day. The rest is estrogen. I don't want to peak. Or as the British say, estrogen. They also say EastEnders. Blimey. But it's spelled differently. No, it's not. West End Girls. That's They don't say West End Girls. You're right. Or West End Girls. West End Girls. So I was telling Rick that uh, a ja- local jazz keyboardist uh, who plays with uh, a bunch of different combos and so forth, who was a student of my mom's that I went to high school with, who's a year older, older, Kirk Tamura. Never heard of him. Do you go to jazz clubs? Where did you meet me at uh, to get a brandy that one night? Ah, yes. yes. Mm. Mm. Thought you had a snide, no. Lon has no culture comment. No, no, no. I just don't think of the Hotel Dianza as a jazz club. Oh, really? I've only been the once. Tell that to Rick Vanderveer. He's coming, volunteered to come in and score if we ever take Charnel's challenge of doing a musical episode. No, oh, brother. It ain't going to happen. Don't break Charnel's heart. Look, if you listen to the podcast enough, you know Which we, there's, musical? there's enough music in it already. So Absolutely. Thank I, you. I practically sing through every topic. You do. You know, there was a Doc Savage band? No. Yeah. Savage Docs. You haven't heard them? They're pretty no. good. Aren't you sure? You there's really a Doc Savage band? Yeah, formed, their new album. in 1987, the Doc Savage or a British punk band. No, I just Lon, I know. <laughs> I've learned to tell when you're bullshitting. You know how I know? Good. How's that? Your lips are moving. Oh, okay. Is that is that my tell? <laughs> Thank you, George <laughs> Burns. <laughs> I don't know if that was George Burns, but it was old enough to be George Burns. George and, Burns is... And yet uh, new enough to him. So. Yes, indeed. George, that's the guy from The Simpsons, yes, George Burns? exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Mr. George Burns. Um, so do we have anything in comics to talk about? Yeah. What are we gonna I was going to talk about Batman Doc Savage. The Absolute Justice, the Alex Ross thing came out today. So did you read the Batman Doc Savage? I did. So I can speak vaguely, okay. yet positively. It is, it is the day it gets released, so yeah. we shouldn't spoil it. Oh, I'm not going to spoil for, it. For, for the people that everywhere. aren't going to read their comics till Sunday. Um, and Mark, and just say that note that the Mark Wade Strange is out, and that they talk about the Dynamite Robocop coming in January, I believe, right? January, and and the Astonishing X Men motion comic on Hulu. So I watched that and was really blown away. Uh, you know how many times I've read that issue now? That first issue, I'm sure, many times of uh, what's it called? The, the first arc is called something like Astonishing or something like that. Uh, yes, Gifted. That's Gifted. It. Yeah. So I read it like Chapter five one. times Gifted. when the when the first issue came out, and I've read the the trades <laughs> twice, and now I've got. I was just started reading it for probably the sixth or seventh time yeah. last night. That's when yeah. I got the. And uh, then we talked the Kick-Ass trailer and new movie poster came Wasn't out. Wasn't there any other industry news this week? Wasn't there a big? thingamajiggy or something or you'll have to be a little more specific than there was a big thingamajiggy industry what industry textiles yes there was a big movement in the textiles industry because where there was something worth in corn husking news (laughs) oh wow hmm 
I guess not. I would. The thing is, whenever I see that stuff, I go, I skip over it because I go, oh, Derek's got that covered. Because you usually come in with all these little stories. So, um, you do have your little stories. I do. Um, so we, we, we didn't actually talk about Superman Secret Origins number two last week, did we? Yes, we did. The new Legion. Yeah, well, I guess yes, we, we did. Okay, yeah, you did. Okay, uh, so we're just going to talk about the Kick-Ass trailer and poster, Clash of the Titans trailer, which Lon saw, the strange Sergeant Rock news. It's going to blow Rick's off. mind. Uh, we have, we've just heard a rumor from Shop Boy that Dollhouse was canceled. Oh. Hmm. He's on assignment <laughs> from J- Joss Whedon's closet, uh, and he just heard... <laughs> Shop Boy is? Yeah, Shop Boy is. <laughs> From underneath the sink in the <laughs> Whedon household, <laughs> this is Shopboy reporting. Um, this is Shopboy. Um, <laughs> guys, get hey guys. me out of here now. Get me out of here. Can I go? No. He'd be fun to roll up into a ball and throw at the floor at Comic-Con. Uh, <laughs> and there was some oh, you could talk about Comic-Con. The four-day pass is being Holy crap, sold out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. maybe what I was thinking of. That could be. That's, 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 a that's thing industry, industry news. Yeah. Yes. Bad. We're getting a podcast territory right now. We are. I had it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's go, shall we? Let's do this thing. Are you all ready? Sure. Okay. (laughs) You're on point, you weenie. West and girls. Bum 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 bum. 